Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Retire in your 60s? In China, some tech workers are being pushed out of the industry way sooner than that. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Here in the U.S., big tech is having a good earnings season as companies release their quarterly report cards this week. This after a year marked by layoffs, with many workers at tech firms big and small going through the first industry downturn of their careers. China's tech industry has been even more exposed. The world's second largest economy is struggling. Turns out a long resume isn't always helpful to those thrown out of work as a result. I recently spoke with Marketplace's China correspondent Jennifer Pack, who explained what's being called the curse of 35. If you are looking for work and you're 35 or over, then you're likely going to be passed over. If you're 35 and over and you currently have a job, you're probably going to be pretty worried about getting replaced or pushed out by somebody younger or cheaper. 35 is not exactly geriatric. I understand the draw to find cheaper labor, but you know, you're throwing away a lot of experience, right? If you're hiring. You'd think so, but notoriously in the tech sector, there are long work hours. You work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week, or even midday to midnight, seven days a week. And all of the mega tech firms do this. Plus, you've got 11 million graduates this year alone. So you've got a lot of choices. And here's how our coder named Nathan explained it to me. So what he says is companies want fresh chives. What he means is coders and engineers are a dime a dozen here. And he says young folks have got full batteries. So while people say that you're going to be swept out of the tech sector by 35, nowadays he thinks you're more likely out by the age of 30. And what he's really referring to there is the economic sluggishness that's happening here. But if you're saying that the economy isn't doing so well, presumably there's less work. So why do people need to work such long hours? 
Well, part of it is because the client wants the project to be finished uh, faster. But a lot of times I've heard it's just for show. One of the tech workers told us that uh, when he was brought into this mega tech firm, uh, the manager told him, look, if you are finished all of your tasks for the day and it's 9 p.m., if your coworkers are still sitting there, don't even think about leaving. Plant yourself at your desk. And you need to show your bosses that you are very eager to work hard for your money, basically. And is it mostly, from what you can tell, Chinese tech companies? Or are we seeing this kind of age discrimination from multinationals that are operating in China as well? Well, there aren't uh, many massive tech sectors that are doing the kind of work like Alibaba or Tencent are allowed to do. So, yeah, it's mainly Chinese firms. Um, but overall, this is not just the tech sector. It's uh, spreading out to other areas that we're hearing from people. They feel they're aged out by the um, or that they're too old once they hit the age of 35. Even in factories, you could see that um, they post a lot of job ads that specifically state the age, and they want them below the age of 40, for example, or sometimes even 35, uh, depending if it's textiles or if it's in, um, you know, the low end of the tech sector making, you know, uh, not iPhones, but for example, like um, iPhone accessories. We'll be right back. Jennifer will tell us about upskilling in China's tech sector and the debate about whether it's worth it. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. We're back with Marketplace's China correspondent, Jennifer Pack. You know, years ago, I went to actually a support group in Silicon Valley for older workers who had been laid off from tech jobs. Some of them had been laid off years earlier, and many of them were educated in hardware and now needed a different skill set because so much was happening in the software space. Is this the kind of scenario you're seeing in China as well, that because the tech is evolving so fast, people over a certain age just don't have the skills they need? I wouldn't say that that's the same scenario. It really comes down to the fact that companies have a large labor pool to choose from, even though it is shrinking. Um, at the same time, they want them young so they can, well, quote unquote, squeeze them dry. I mean, 12-hour workdays, seven days a week, that's not easy for anyone. And you could see people like I have a housing agent here who used to be in the tech sector. He was in it for about a year. Um, he was a software engineer and he just said, I had enough. I, he's like, my body can't take it. So you have a lot of people uh, who are doing these excessive overtimes, which is very prevalent in all industries in China, um, because there is this need that uh, the whole pay structure is very odd. In the tech sector, not so much because they are very well paid. And maybe perhaps that's why the employers feel they're entitled to get them to work as much overtime as they want. Um, whereas in the factories, for example, they get base pay. And every additional piece that they finish for the day or for the week or for the month, then they get extra compensation for it. And that's how they make up and get proper salaries. And so it's the idea where you work harder, the more you work, the more money that you earn. Um, and that's pretty prevalent across uh, all of China's economy. But in the tech sector, I would say uh, people people are very aware that they need to upskill and upgrade their their skills. I don't think that that's the issue because, again, we're only talking about 35-year-olds, right? Yeah. They've only been in the workforce for a few years, not even a decade. And yet they're already feeling like, 
um, you know, when I first came in 2017 for Marketplace in Shanghai, um, people were telling me, yeah, I'm going to be aged out at 35. Uh, now they're talking about 30 because of the way things are. And as I said, you know, they're already thinking of a second career. Like this guy, Nathan, that uh, we just heard from, I said, well, what's the potential career you could take after the high tech sector? And he said, well, uh, I could drive, you know, the sh- I could be a rideshare driver, um, but you need a five-year driving license for that. So maybe I should start at 30 <laughs> to, to <laughs> make sure I can qualify. You know, a lot of it is because China's tech sector, yes, you do have very high-end um, uh, coding that you need. and But in general, a lot of these companies, they don't need such experience. They just need people to keep churning out the work. And so for people like him uh, who don't have a university degree, maybe it's a technical college degree, they feel like they're a dime a dozen. I mean, he basically told us that uh, you could have two fresh graduates replacing him and having a pay that's uh, less than what he's getting paid right now. And it sounds like at this point, workers don't feel like they have a lot of choices. But was that always the case? Was there a point where there was more resistance coming from the labor force? I would say it happened pre-pandemic. Coders went on GitHub, um, this website, to start calling out this insane work schedule. The 996 uh, is going to lead to them going to the intensive care unit. Uh, Unfortunately, that fizzled out once the pandemic started. And as I said, right now, the economy is recovering very slowly. uh, So people are sort of made to feel like they should be grateful that they even have a job. That was Jennifer Pack, Marketplace's China correspondent. So where are all of these laid-off Chinese tech workers going? Jennifer's been looking into that, too. We've linked to a video story she did this summer. She follows a pair of tech workers from Shenzhen, known as the Silicon Valley of hardware, to the Chinese countryside as they attempt to switch careers to farming. One was an IT product manager. The other, a college friend, was a longtime coder. They're now running a specialty citrus farm, and they're hoping others will follow them from tech to agriculture. Apparently, that's something the Chinese government wants, too. Jennifer also speaks to an IT worker who's considering a similar switch, but going from a desk job to, say, pig farming? Kind of a tough sell for some. The story is well worth a watch. Points to Jennifer for reporting part of it while riding a moped. You'll find it on our website, marketplacetech.org. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Dramali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.